Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody's going to pay. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And out in the night out, you're tuning in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews from professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... What is up, Russia Talk Podcast family? How is everybody doing tonight? Nightmare Jones here once again with another edition of the Russia Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. We've got the Facebook live feed going up. Share it. Blow it up. Give us your hearts, your likes, whatever you want to. It's going to be an absolutely amazing night tonight. We've got the High Spot segment. We've got the Shoot and Shop segment. We've got the Rest of Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. We've got the Fantasy Wrestling segment. And if that is not enough, we've got the one and only Killer B himself, B. Brian Blair, coming on, talking about the Cauliflower Alley Club and, and the uh, reunion that is coming up in uh, April, which... The Rest of Talk Podcast is insanely excited about that because we're going to be there. And if that's not enough, we also have the one and only Charlie Cruel coming on the podcast as well. That is going to be absolutely amazing. So what I want you to do is grab whatever beer you're drinking, soda, water, whatever it is, put it in your Rest of Talk Podcast mug and take a drink for... The Best of Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. Absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. 100% is going to be an amazing show. Tonight, I will not be here again tonight. He's still celebrating his his Chiefs uh, win. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and bring in the man, the myth, the legend, once again, for week number two, the one and only Luke Roberts. Mr. Roberts, how are you today, sir? Well, Joe, I gotta tell you right now, it is an absolutely awesome time here on the Russell Top Podcast, and I'm here tonight. Week number two, once again, Russell Top Podcast with Joe and Luke right here 
um, Blog Talk Radio. I got to tell you, I, I I'm starting to wonder um, how far is the Night Owl going to take this Chiefs World <laughs> Tour? Um, what? I mean, again, exactly. his, his Kansas City Chiefs are the world champions, the Super Bowl champions, the Lombardi champions of professional football. And again, I got to tell you, I know for a fact that he was very much looking forward to uh, being a part of tonight's program. But yet again, he's taking care of a lot of business for the Russell Talk podcast, uh, yeah. traveling around this uh, country of ours, taking care of things. I know he's listening. Uh, to the Russell Talk podcast, as well as many people are here on the um, on Blog Talk Radio, as well as WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Joe, I got to ask you, how in the world are you doing? I mean, it's been a it's been a pretty crazy week, not just here in the St. Louis area, but it's been a crazy week around this wonderful world. How are things going with you, good sir? I am doing absolutely amazing. Uh, uh, everything is, is 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 going good. I'm excited about the show tonight. I am excited about you know uh, the Cauliflower Alley Club. Uh, you know, but all this would not be possible with with with, with without our sponsors, TheMarkMeadow.com, Painters Dream Production, who did an amazing job on our website, www.WrestleTalkPodcast.com, and everybody at Jay Hollywood's uh, a crew with the It's Me Speaking to You, the Conspiracy Forum. You know, it would not be possible with, without all their sponsors and even Dynamo Pro. It wouldn't be possible without Dynamo Pro's support either. So, so it has been absolutely amazing. Well, Joe, I got to tell you right now. I mean, again, first of all, it's awesome. It, 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 it's an awesome experience to have all of these great sponsors. But also, another thing we got, another group of people we've got to thank is all of those great listeners that are listening to us. WrestleTalkPodcast.com, who are following us live on that on that platform, our our home base, if you will. But also making sure to follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. But you know, there's one other great place to be following the WrestleTalk Podcast. And that's live, 657-383-1521, to get in on the action live. We've got a lot of great things tonight to talk about. We've got in about 26 minutes here. Actually, sorry, I should say correct you, 24 minutes. I'm having a problem reading my clock here this evening. 24 minutes. We're going to have B. Brian Blair, uh, former WWE personality, along with countless other promotions throughout the world, Presently, he is the president of the Cauliflower Alley Club, and not only are we going to be talking about his wonderful career inside the squared circle, but we're also going to have him talking about the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. I'm not mistaken, it's the 55th annual reunion. It's going to be yes. taking place April 27 to 29 out in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Gold Coast. You can make it a point to check out uh, check them out, caulifloweralleyclub.org. There's a lot of great information about the Cauliflower Alley Club, a lot of great events that are going to be taking place out there in Las Vegas. And I know for a fact there's going to be a lot of great personalities, uh, both, I believe, uh, Nightmare Jones and um, Joe Lance. Uh, I'm having a name block here today. Nightmare Jones, Joe Lance, as long as the, as well as the Night Owl, Renee Martinez, are already scheduled to be there. I know uh, I'm going to be there. I know that uh, – I can't believe I'm saying this, but my broadcast colleague, the best dressed man in professional, professional man, 
I'm I am having problems tonight with this. I don't know what happened with intern Timmy here. He's got all my stuff on the computer, and and, and surprisingly, it's been in relatively good shape tonight. But um, mm-hmm. the best dressed announcer in St. Louis professional wrestling history, and that's a, that's a pretty big mouthful to say there. But uh, Drake Lee is going to be out there. I know there's going to be a lot of representatives from a lot of different professional wrestling organizations throughout the country that are going to be out at the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion in April. We're also going to have Charlie Cool, a great – really an up-and-coming wrestler in the uh, Midwestern United States. She's competed for many promotions, got a lot of great things to talk to her about in that 8 o'clock hour as well. We've also got the FWWC, Joe. i got to tell you, there are a lot of things we've got to talk about tonight. But, you know, we do have one thing that we have to take care of, and, and i got to tell you, when it comes down to it, Joe, you do this in- introduction oh so well. So I'm going to throw things back over to you because this has kind of become a, a tradition, a standard of the Whistle Talk podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and turn things over. Before we get things started tonight, as, night, as the Night Owl always says, keeping it on point like a number two pencil, Joe, let's go ahead and get things started tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and send things back over to you for our, our, our first little piece of business we take care of every Tuesday night right here on the Whistle Talk podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is becoming a staple of the Best of Talk podcast, and it would not be the Best of Talk podcast without this. So, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to do is stand up, cover your heart, and pay homage to the greatest country in America. And that's America, damn it. Oh, 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 say. For the land of the free. Bye every single time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and get into this High Spot thing, but we got a brand new High Spot song because apparently the other song uh, continued to, to get us flagged, and, and, you know, that's not what the rest of the talk podcast wants. So, ladies and gentlemen, Intro, Timmy, if you could please hit the music for the hot spot. about, I mean, oh my goodness, like, so last night on Monday Night Raw, you had the beginning of what is a feud between Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch, and I don't know if you watched this, uh, Luke, but it was kind of disturbing, because they they had Shayna Baszler come in and attack Becky Lynch, and then bite the back of her neck. And there, there, there was was blood and 
Becky ended up going to the hospital, and then, like, by the end of the show, she had driven herself back from the hospital. Uh, it was absolutely insane, and kind of a wonder was it going to go with, with, with this, you know? Well, well, Joe, I got to tell you right now, to me, I know that Becky Lynch is probably one of the most popular wrestlers on the WWE roster. I mean, when you sit when you sit there and look at it, I mean, last year at WrestleMania 35, she's in the main event, uh, winning both women's championships. I got to tell you, last night really kind of disheartened me a bit because to me, when you look at the the submission magician. Uh, Shayna Baszler, I mean, her reputation precedes her. I mean, phenomenal in-ring competitor, excellent submission fighter, knows how to, to, to get the job done inside the squared circle. I got to tell you right now, after everything that's going on with Shayna Baszler, and a matter of fact, going back to, to Survivor Series and her uh, her successes there as well, to me, I look at it, this was almost like a step back in my eyes to to, to the situation. I mean, I think it was. I think it was a little bit too over the top. I think it was one of those where um, I I really think that um, I'm not going to discredit the toughness of one Becky Lynch, but it's just something about last night really just kind of um, just kind of left me disappointed I guess would be the best way to look yeah. at it. Um I, I I think it was one of those things that a lot of a lot of other things could have been done to to really emphasize the ability of both competitors and to really kind of set this this I guess now you're gonna say uh, potential feud in motion. Um Joe, while while we're looking at it here, what are your thoughts? I mean again I know that you're you're like a lot of wrestling fans, a fan of both Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch, what, did, what were your thoughts on on this whole situation that took place last night on Monday Night Raw? I mean, I'm just excited to 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 see exactly where they are going to to go with this. You know, I'm not going to allow one segment to completely ruin you know my excitement for what's going to happen because between now and WrestleMania is a lot of time and. It gives them a great opportunity to have a, a really, really, really good feud. So I'm really interested to see exactly where they're going to go with this feud with Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. And personally, I got to tell you, I feel that speculation Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania is the best route that they could go because not only do we get a Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler, which we haven't seen, we're also going to get a Charlotte Flair against Rhea Ripley as well, and that's another match that we haven't seen. So that that's going to be absolutely amazing. But I gotta wonder, you know, they they've got the uh, match set up for Charlotte Flair, and they've got the match set up for Becky Lynch. But where does Bailey fall in this? Where are we going to see Bailey wrestling at WrestleMania? Could we see a Bailey well, well, I gotta tell you this right now, Joe. I mean, you had a great point, and, and I can tell you right now. To me, while a lot of fans, and, I, and I'm not gonna disagree with you that a lot of fans are gonna be looking at the idea of Shanna Baszler versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. That's gonna be a great matchup. But to me, I look at it of 
Charlotte Flair taking on whomever. And you're going to sit there and say, well, well, Luke, it, it's it's all set in stone. It's the idea of Charlotte Flair. She she made the she she was has been wanting to make this announcement for weeks, and now with this idea, it really intrigues me. Not just about Rhea Ripley. I mean, Rhea Ripley, simply put, has been on a a huge role of momentum and, and, and seeing a match of Rhea Ripley and, and Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania would be outstanding. It will be a clash of styles, a lot of different wrestling from across this planet. To me, I think a match that would really interest me would be Charlotte Flair taking on Bianca Belair. And that's what a lot of people, yeah. I agree with what Bianca Belair has been saying, is that a lot of people are overlooking the EST of NXT. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, TakeOver Portland, I'm really going to be watching that matchup because it's very much possible that Bianca Belair can silence a lot of critics, win the NXT uh, Women's Championship, and then go on to WrestleMania to wrestle Charlotte Flair. And I'm going to tell you, if you're just going raw athleticism, Charlotte Flair is one of the most athletic women that's ever graced the WWE uh, arena. But if you were to put a matchup between her and Bianca Belair, i got to tell you, that would be, to me, just as intriguing of a matchup. It really would be. Um, I want to sit here while you're at it, Joe, and you're talking about Monday Night Raw, and you're talking about all the great things that happened last night. To me, one of the things I really found intriguing <laughs> was the idea, and, I, and again, I'm, I'm sad that uh, the Night Owl is not with us to talk about this tonight uh, here on the Rest of Talk podcast because I know it's something that he and I have talked about on countless occasions, and it's something I don't think anybody expected. It was a return of the VIP lounge with the host MVP, Montel Vontavious Porter. I got to tell you, Joe, normally I'm, I'm full of words. I got to tell you, this was, an, was a, a situation between MVP and Drew McIntyre. I wasn't expecting it going into the program, and I've got to tell you, this really left me wanting more. It really was yeah. intriguing. I think that, that MVP is, is, a, is a huge benefit to those that want to learn what it takes to have their own talk show uh, time on the WWE programming. Joe, I got to ask you, I mean, again, you're you're a fan of a lot of people who get the privilege and honor of being on a microphone. What did you think of the VIP lounge? Um, you know, I, I remembered the VIP lounge when uh, uh, M- MVP was, was in the WWE the first time. So it was definitely like reminiscing when uh, they they decided to, to bring that 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 back. And, and I got to tell you, I, I kind of hope that they continue bringing the uh, the uh, VIP lounge because you know it's a great great segment and it's and and it allows wrestlers to to get out there so hopefully they can even though MVP's not really wrestling anymore hopefully he can can uh, continue doing this uh, talk show segment because it's always a great segment always. That is, that is true, Joe, and that is true. And like I said, if you're having a great time listening to the WrestleTalk podcast, make it a point 
um, interact with us on social media, Facebook Live, on YouTube, on Twitter. Uh, also make it a point if you're listening to us live and you want to interact with us, talk with us about all these great topics here that we have in the High Spot segment here tonight, make it a point. Give us a call, 657-383-1521, and you're going to be able to listen to us and be a part of the show live right here on the Russell Talk podcast. Joe, we got about 10 minutes more or less until we're going to have our first guest, B. Brian Blair, president of the Conor Alley Club, joining us here on the Russell Talk podcast. I'm going to tell you right now, there were a lot of pieces of information that were brought up about this week. Um, I, I have to say I'm also intrigued, and it's kind of a kind of a unique situation here, the edge Randy Orton situation takes a a totally unique turn last night. It was something mm-hmm. that I think a lot of wrestling fans were not expecting. Uh, a lot of people kind of kind of having a lot of things brought back to their mind last night, and that was the situation with Randy Orton and Matt Hardy, a face that yeah. a lot of people would not expect to be associated after all the dealings in the past between Matt Hardy and the rated R superstar Edge, I've got to tell you right now, it stunned me to see Matt Hardy coming to almost a defense of Edge last night. And I also got to say it surprised me at how how far Randy Orton was going to go leaving Matt Hardy laying in the middle of the ring. Uh, I actually want to share something real quick here. Um, that was uh, put out there uh, through a variety of different media outlets. Uh, that Edge right now is recovering at home, and the family requests that their privacy be respected. Uh, he said, uh, went on to say that Edge continues to recover, but now the family respectfully declines any further comment. Um, I got to tell you right now, last night definitely left a lot of question marks with me, and one of those things that's definitely going to be interesting how things proceed forward. Will Edge be able to come back from this heinous attack by Randy Orton uh, two weeks ago? Joe, i got to ask you, what did, what did you think of the whole situation between Randy Orton and Matt Hardy last night? Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, it, it, it was a... Uh, a, a a interesting segment and um I don't think that very many people are talking about that segment. I think that a lot more people are talking about what happened after Monday Night Raw went off of the air and Matt Hardy was talking about that he was, was done with the WWE. So uh, is are we gonna see Matt Hardy finally leave the WWE or is he going to re-sign his contract, or is he going to end up in 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 AEW? So you know, there's there's a lot of things that are going on right now in in the the, the WWE that are up in in the air. But yeah, that that was definitely a uh, interesting segment with Randy Orton and uh, Matt Hardy, 100 percent. Well, Joe, another thing you got to look at too here, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's one of the things that kind of Surprises me, and it is a, a pleasant surprise in the world of the WWE, and that is the idea. Last night, we saw a championship change last night, and that change was a brand-new 24-7 champion in the in the turn of Riddick Moss, a man who just a few months ago, 
a month ago was a part of NXT, and really a lot of people didn't know what the future was going to hold for him. And then he was brought up, I think they said he was the offensive lineman for um, uh, Mojo Raleigh. And last night after his matchup had concluded, Riddick Moss very quickly, uh, it it looked like he was going to take a a, a verbal bit of abuse from uh, Mojo Raleigh, winds up getting a quick pinfall victory, and then does what a lot of 24-7 champions have done, and he headed for – he headed off in the distance celebrating that 24-7 championship victory. Um, what are your thoughts, uh, Joe? I mean, again, Riddick Moss has really, honestly, has never really had a chance to to shine for the most part on a, a singles level. And now, just a couple weeks after becoming a part of WWE's main roster, is now the 24-7 champion. What do you think about that, Joe? Yeah, um, I, 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 I was definitely uh, surprised that that they put the twenty four seven championship on the uh, on this this uh, a gentleman. Like I said, I don't really know too too much about him, but you know, I I think that that that's basically what this belt was made for was to allow people that we don't really know to hold a championship. And you know, so now you you got this this guy. That not too many people know about, and he's walking around with the the twenty four seven championship, and 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 that's one of the great things about this championship. Uh, you know, you you never know who's gonna hold it. You know, you've had celebrities hold it. Uh, all truth, he's held it like five thousand nine hundred and ninety nine times now. It seems like, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's just uh, I. I like the the twenty four seven championship more and more and more each time that I see it. Well, Joe, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, again, a lot of great things are happening. It's one of those those breaths of fresh air. I mean, again, there's been some silliness, there's been some some craziness that's gone on with things, but when you sit there and you look at it, the twenty four seven championship really has been kind of a a ray of light when it comes to. Uh, the WWE, and I mean, again, I really look forward to see how that's all going to pan out in the weeks and months to come. Now, I know for a fact we're going to have B. Brian Blair, president of the California Alley Club, in just a couple minutes. Um, and I know for a fact that intern Timmy, I got to, I got to apologize to intern Timmy here real quick. I mean, again, he had a lot of, a lot of issues over the last couple of weeks, but thus far he's been doing really well here. Uh, tonight as a part of the Russell Talk podcast, and he actually brought this one up, uh, Joe, and I, I really want to bring this up to kind of bring closure to the high spot segment tonight. And again, six five seven three eight three one five two one. If you want to participate not only in the high spot segment, but just in a couple minutes, uh, having an opportunity to interact with B. Brian Blair, and a lot of media has been talking about this. But it is it is official now, and it's been moving forward for the past few days. Could we see the fourth first fourth generation wrestler in the WWE? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Rock's daughter, Simone Johnson, signing with NXT, bringing the fourth generation of the WWE potentially to the ring in the yeah. not-so-near-distant future. I mean, again, with a great-grandfather, the high chief, Peter Maivia, 
grandfather of Rocky Johnson and a father known as the people's champion, the Brahma Bull, the Rock. I mean, that lineage is unreal. And now having the opportunity to learn in NXT and be a part of the, the proud family tradition that is professional wrestling, I've got to tell you, this is one of those that's really a landmark in professional wrestling. Joe, I'm going to throw it to you here because there's a lot we could talk about about this, again, this never been – it's new avenue. It's new um, new territory here in the world of professional wrestling. What are your thoughts about Simone Johnson becoming a part of NXT and becoming a part of the WWE family? Um, I, I I think that that that, that is a really good uh, move for for her. Um, you know, like you said, you know, she has a huge family lineage. You know, she's the the daughter of the Rock. She's the granddaughter of uh, Peter my of Rocky Johnson. Uh, you know, so she definitely has a uh. A lineage, and and I really hope the best for 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 her. And if she's like any of her relatives, I don't think she's gonna have any issue in the the, the WWE. See, a lot of people don't realize exactly how big that the Samoan family is. You know, you've got the Rock, you've got the Usos, you've you've got uh, Rikishi, you've you've got Samu. You know the the, the, the it's it's the Samoan lineage in professional wrestling is absolutely huge. And that's right, Joe. I mean, again, when you look at all of the great wrestlers that have that Samoan heritage, I mean, it's one of those when you sit there and look at it, there's a lot of great wrestlers that have come to uh, the WWF, WWE, uh, WWF, if you want to go that far. There's a lot of great wrestlers who've made it a point to uh, come to the WWE, and again, the idea of seeing the potential of our first fourth-generation superstar, I really, I'm really looking forward to seeing how things are all going to play out. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Joe, I know for I, I talked about intern Timmy a few minutes ago when he had things taken care of, and I'm just looking here. Uh, I know we're getting close to the end of the time for our high spot segment. I know our first guest is going to be. Uh, joining us in just a few moments, uh, Joe. Uh, looking here at the at the, uh, at the uh, computer, do we have our huh? first guest ready to go? I know intern Timmy's been kind of sending some stuff out there, and I'm kind of getting the, the computer gremlins. I can't blame that on the, him this week. I've had some some issues here with the computer. Uh, is our first guest on hold? Uh, intern Timmy says he is is working on getting our first guest. On 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 hold. Uh, he said that that it shouldn't be very much much longer until our first guest comes on. So we are all uh, right. Uh, Intern Timmy is doing his best. All right. Like I said, that's one of those. We're gonna have B. Brian Blair, president of the Cauliflower Alley Club, right here on the uh, Russell Talk podcast in in just a few moments. I mean, again, this is this is something I'm looking forward to, Joe. I mean, again, when you talk about the Cauliflower Alley Club, there are a lot of great men and women who have graced the squared circle, a place that myself, yourself, uh, 
the nine hour name Martinez have all had an opportunity to be a part of this great sport that is professional wrestling. And as we're looking at things right now, I mean, again, to have somebody representing such a great organization like the Cauliflower Alley Club, it's an interview that I've very much been looking forward to here tonight as a part of the Russell Talk uh, podcast. Joe, I got one more question here as we're taking care of things on the on the air here. Um, got one more one more thing here, and I, I can't believe with all the stuff going on that it totally slipped my mind. Was the situation going on between MJF and the American Nightmare Cody? I got to tell you right now, I know they're scheduled to meet up on Saturday night, February 29th, as a part of Revolution. Joe, I got to tell you, watching the events of, of the, the situation and this lashing of Cody Rhodes, mm. I got to tell you right now, I've been around wrestling a long time, and this got painful to watch. I mean, again, there were so many people that were supporting Cody and, and being behind him. And looking at just the images on Twitter, for some fans, it just made their stomach turn. i got to ask you, what um, – what was it like for you having to watch everything that's been going on, especially this this last little situation between these two men? You know, uh, I I don't usually get to uh, catch AEW, but I made a point to to catch it last Wednesday, and oh my goodness, that that lashing that Cody Rhodes took those those ten lashes with that belt with each smack you could feel you could feel the pain that was going through Cody Rhodes like with each smack and then when MJF gave the belt to his uh, his henchman and allowed him to hit Cody Rhodes it was even worse like like you know Cody Rhodes he must really really have to to be willing to go through what he went through last Wednesday. And, you know, this is just one step of what he has to do to face MJF because he's not allowed to touch MJF until the match. So MJF, as cunning as he is, you know that he's going to do every single thing he can to get Cody Rhodes to, to hit him and attack him so that he doesn't have to go through with this match. Well, you left out the biggest wild card in this whole thing, Joe. And, again, he has three phases to go through. I mean, it's the opportunity of where he has to take ten lashings from MJF. He has to make sure that he doesn't touch MJF. And you also forgot the biggest obstacle. And, I mean, again, I don't mean this as a, as a joke, but he has to step inside a steel cage with Wardlow. I got to tell you, Wardlow is a a monster of a man, and as we saw with this whole situation and and the lashing of of the American Nightmare Cody, this is going to be, uh, assuming that the American Nightmare can get through Wardlow and that steel cage matchup, I got to tell you, I would not want to be MJF come AEW's next pay-per-view offering because I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, again, there, there's two ways to look at it. You can look at Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, being, I mean, all fired up for it. But also the idea of 
what we're looking at right now is, is there going to be anything left of the American Nightmare to take on MJF? As a part of AEW now, Joe, I know for a fact in just a few moments we're going to be joined by B. Brian Blair, the president yes. of the Cauliflower Alley Club here. Joe, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this to you, and I'm gonna go ahead here, and I'm, I'm I've got a couple messages that have come across my computer. I, I want to I know you follow AEW. I mean, you were attending the first event live for the WrestleTalk yeah. podcast, i got to ask you, what else is on your mind with AEW? There's a lot of things going on here, and i got to ask you, what's been kind of uh, getting your uh, getting on your mind when we're talking about the world of AEW? Well, you know, the, the main thing that is different about AEW is the fact that the wrestlers don't really have a they 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 have their own creative clause where they can pretty much seems like they can do whatever that they want to do. And in case in point, last Wednesday, uh, you know, after Cody Rhodes had gotten his lashings and MJF was uh was backing away and uh, and leaving the uh, arena, he got attacked and it finds out that it was none other than Frankie Kazarian that attacked him, and that wasn't part of the script. Frankie Kazarian just decided that, you know, nobody was helping Cody Rhodes, so he was going to put it upon himself to help Cody Rhodes. And, you know, that's the the kind of thing that I like about uh, AEW is you never know what's going to happen. You you never know what is 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 going to uh, to uh, happen, and uh, you know uh, I, I I like the WWE, but I like AEW as, as well. I'm not one of these type of people that are you know I'm strictly WWE, and I'm not gonna watch a- AEW because I'm a wrestling fan, and I like watching professional. So, you know, uh, back when it was WCW against WWE, you know, I didn't pick sides. I watched both of them. So, you know, I, I'm not picking sides with AEW or WWE either. You know, I, I will always have a heart for the WWE, so I'll, I'll, I will always like the WWE a little bit better than AEW, but I still enjoy watching AEW. Well, Joe, you bring up a real good point, and it's not just the idea of this war between the WWE and AEW, or as a lot of people are saying, NXT and AEW, but there's a lot of great professional wrestling promotions all across the planet. I mean, you talk about promotions like New Japan, MLW, AAA, um, CMLL, uh, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor. I mean, there are so many great professional wrestling promotions out there right now that a lot of people are uh, being able to see and watch and participate in. And right now, as it stands, there's a lot of great things going on that we need to make sure that we are giving our fair share. And that's one of the things that's great about the Russell Talk podcast is that we talk about all avenues of professional wrestling. 
And as we see right now, uh, again, we got a lot of great things that the future is going to hold. I mean, we got NXT Portland coming up. We've got the um, WWE, or we've got the WWE's um, Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania coming forward. We've got events with Impact Wrestling. We've got the we're nearing the time of the anniversary event for Ring of Honor. We've got pay-per-views coming out by MLW. We've got a lot of great things for Wrestle, uh, not just for Wrestle Kingdom, but for the New Japan promotion as well. There's a lot of great things at the national and international level. There's a lot of great things on the local level as well. I know Dynamo Pro Wrestling has got a lot of great things happening as a part of the Mardi Gras Mayhem event on February 22nd. I mean, you've got the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship on the line. You've got the D1 champion, Camaro Jackson, and the women's champion, uh, the Empress of Evil Reign Victoria, who are going to be uh, – they're scheduled. I don't know who necessarily, but they uh, are planning to compete as a part of the event. You've got uh, the Wind of Destruction, Mikazi, and Sadie Blaze going to be stepping inside the ring. And again, like I said, you've got Lights Out Adrian Surge defending the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion uh, Championship against the Roman Dynasty, Karim Brigante. i got to tell you, Joe, there's a lot of great things that are going to be happening here in professional wrestling. And I've got the message here, Joe. I know that you have been eagerly waiting for this interview. I know that I have been as well. Uh, like I said, we had an opportunity here. Uh, we consider ourselves very fortunate to have uh, our next guest, our next interview, uh, being able to join us this evening. Uh, for the, as long as I can remember, the WrestleTalk podcast has always strived to bring the professional wrestling fan with the best in professional wrestling news as well as interviews. And I got to tell you, this is one I've been looking forward to for a long time. And it is our esteemed honor and privilege to have join us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And I got to tell you right now, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Intern Timmy, if there's any time the technology is going to work right for us, I really hope it's today. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who has traveled the world, who has been involved with professional wrestling, for pretty much the majority of his life, he has trained with some of the best. He has wrestled with some of the best. He has been a part of the PWI 500. He's been in politics. You name it, he's done it all. He's seen it all. And now I am proud to say that he is the president, the esteemed president of the Cauliflower Alley Club. Intern Timmy, if you would be so kind as to hit the music as we welcome our first guest tonight's Wrestle Talk podcast. The one, the only, Cauliflower Alley Club president, B. Brian Blair. Hello, Mr. Blair. How are you, sir? Welcome to the podcast. Podcast, my fanny, man. This is the hive, and you guys are alive. What an intro that was. I mean, I am buzzing right now. You guys got, you guys are awesome. Joe, Renee, Rob, Magnum, everybody, man. What a team you guys got. You got a dream team for podcasts. I'll tell you what, you sure know how to make a guest feel welcome. Oh, I well, mean, I gotta you know. You, I got to tell you right now. 
Uh, Joe, I'm going I'm to step in here. First of all, Mr. Blair, I got to I got to say it is an honor and a privilege. And, and Joe and I, you have to you have to we have to apologize here. We are both so excited, much like yourself, for being a part of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And I'm going to say right now, and you need to listen to it. We have now gone into the hive with B. Brian Blair here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I got to tell you, the energy level has been high all night long. And, and Mr. Blair, I got to tell you. This is going to be an opportunity to talk about a lot of great things, and I would be remiss if we didn't start talking about something that all three of us love right down in the very uh, very hearts. That is professional wrestling, and sitting here looking at your bio, looking at the history of B. Brian Blair, and the first thing that I've got to look at here is what we all look at, and that's the idea of our love of professional wrestling. You've been a professional – followed professional wrestling for years. What really hooked you into professional wrestling? It's a great sport. It's a great opportunity to see all sorts of professional athletes get inside the squared circle that we all hold so dear. What was the what was the thing that brought you into the world of professional wrestling? Well, first things first, Renee. You got to drop the Mister Blair. I appreciate the respect <laughs> so much, my brother. I mean, <laughs> it, it's great. It's great. I, you know, I, I'm sure if I saw Donald Trump, I would call him President Trump. Or if I saw uh, Pete Budacek, I'd say uh, Mr. Budacek or Mayor Budacek. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd certainly address them properly like that. But uh, for the rest of the segment and for the viewers, you know, um, you know, you know, I'm 60. I'm just. Uh, B B Brian B B B Triple B whatever you want to call me man just uh, let's just keep it there. But what inter- what uh, really interested me in professional wrestling? Uh, I'm actually uh, writing a book right now with Scott Stevens. Who, if you if you Google him right now, Scott Stevens, the author, he just has has a uh, his fourth novel coming out on February 14th, but. Um, uh, so we're going way back in my life, and I, I can even I can remember in Gary, Indiana, where I was born, where Alex Karras. I mean, this is going beyond. I mean, you'd have have to ask your mom and dad, maybe even your grandparents, because this was like a legend when I was a kid. So Alex Karras was this football player um, for the Chicago Bears. And then he became a professional wrestler who was back, you know, in the days of like Moose Cholock and those guys. And I remember being a little kid. And then I moved to Tampa, Florida as a youngster. And I saw Gordon Soley uh, from WTOG Channel 44 right here in Tampa. And when I saw that, I, I just I saw Jack Briscoe and, and Don Morocco and all these people that just made me um, – Eddie Graham, Duke Kiyomoko, Hiro Matsuda, all Buddy Colt over the thumb. You know, these people just mesmerized me. But I couldn't believe, you know, how they could take this grueling punishment because there it was strictly kayfabe, and, and we believed wrestling was real. So I, I you know, I, well, there's a lot of stuff I don't want to reveal in my book, but, you know, there were, there were things that just kind of motivated me throughout my lifetime since I was a kid that, it's almost like God was telling me, son, you are going to be a professional wrestler. And that 
formed from my childhood. And uh, again, I'm going to explain that in my book when it comes out with, um, uh, without boring anybody. But um, um, I would say that Jack Briscoe probably motivated and Gordon Soley, the way he could make a blind man see, his announcing was just that good. And, you know, JR will be the first one to put Gordon Soley on uh, – the top of the platitude, you know, he's um, the bee's knees. I mean, he's, he's, he's the man. And um, Gordon was um, very polite to me when I was younger, like Eddie, Eddie Graham was because I was, you know, wrestling amateur since I was in junior high school and um, middle school, they call it now. So, um, you know, I've been an athlete all my life and it was either going to be football, which I was, you know, too small and too slow to play, um, or was going to be wrestling where I could work out harder and use my mind because I was always into books and scholastics. And a lot of pe- people think wrestlers are are in, unintelligent, and that's simply not the fact. There are so many intelligent. I mean, especially nowadays, the new talent, the intelligence they have is just off the chain. I mean, you know, you look at Dwayne Johnson, you look at um, uh, Mankind, you look, look at, you know, Hulk Hogan, you, you take, you know, any of the guys um, uh, that made it in this business, um, unless they've had, you know, dementia like Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, well, I used to sell sodas in the Tampa Stadium walking up and down the stairs, and I'd put my sodas down when Mr. Wonderful number 40 was playing for the Tampa Spartans. Um, because in, in the town of uh, the city of Tampa, for which I was the county commissioner of Hillsborough County, and there's three municipalities in Hillsborough County, uh, which is 1,078 plus square miles, which is almost the size of Rhode Island, which is 1221. And in Hillsborough County, which the municipalities are Tampa, Temple Terrace, uh, um, Temple Terrace and Plant City, three municipalities, there, there's, there's almost a million and a half people, which is larger than 10 states. And I ran at large county commission and I beat the mayor of Tampa uh, for that honor. And, you know, politics was difficult, but, and they tried to beat me up with professional wrestling and, and uh, Bob Buckhorn did. And that cost him an election because there's so many people now that are just so ignited. And, and for so many years, even back then, you know, when, when we're talking about how the question was, what excited me and got me into professional wrestling and Joe Renee, you know, being on the wrestle talk podcast and, and telling you it's, it's a, it's a long explanation, but I just want to say thank you, God, for getting me here, there, and to just moving everywhere. Well, well, Brian, I got to tell you right now, when you bring up so many great things, you talk about Alex Karras, the great football player, and and the contributions that he made among countless others into the world of professional wrestling. You also talk about announcers. You talk about people like. Gordon Soley, talk about Jim Ross. Another one that pops into my head is Lance Russell. I mean, again, a lot of people say the idea of the Mount Rushmore of announcers. Right there are three men that definitely are, are three that will – if you have an opportunity, if you ever want to be an announcer, you ever want to learn what it takes to be providing the soundtrack, as JR has said countless times, the soundtrack to professional wrestling besides what's inside the four – 
the four sides of the of the squared circle. These men have gone and provided I mean, just a huge soundtrack when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. Now, one thing I want to look at here real quick, and, I, and again, we have D. Brian Blair here, the president of the Cauliflower Alley Club right here on the WrestleTalk podcast, 657-383-1521 if you want to give us a call and interact live. Now, Brian, you talked earlier about your training and really being involved in professional wrestling and getting your start in the Florida area. One of the things that our that our, our media team happened to look at when we were focusing on your career was the training that you would take in part. Can you give us just a little bit, I mean, again, um, what it was like to train under the wrestlers that you did to become a professional wrestler? Because the names that you have been associated with back even in the very early stages of your career, I got to tell you, Brian, I am just in awe of the people that you, as, as they say, you sat under the learning tree of professional wrestling. Can you give the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast just a brief snippet of what it was like to train under some of the professional wrestlers that you've had the opportunity to be connected with. Well, first, I think the listeners need to know their names. And um, and one of the reasons I'm so grateful uh, to all of my colleagues in the business, not, you know, like I mentioned, the announcers, um, the ring crew. I'm grateful to to the timekeeper. I'm grateful for everybody in our business, and that's what makes my heart uh, so happy to do what I do at the CAC and what so many others, not just me. We we got a big team, and there's people that do more than I do. Um, they're just all with hearts filled with love, and um, we, uh, you know, we have a great group at the CAC. But um, getting back to um, uh, to your question. Can you tell me again? <laughs> Briefly, I'm sorry. I was going. I you got. Oh no, I know where I was going. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. I heard, I heard my dog bark, and I and it just uh, automatically uh, uh, took me off uh, off my thought process. But the people that broke me into professional wrestling, like Hiro Matsuda, like Jack Briscoe, like Buddy Colt, like like Eddie Graham, like like uh, people that that assisted me, like uh, Bob Backlund, Don Morocco, Steve Kern, Mike Graham, um, you know, Ivan Koloff, all, all these guys coming in the ring, tying, uh, Gordon Nelson, um, you know, just so many people. You know, one of the uh, uh, best hookers of all time, Carl Gotch, you know, um, you know, learning how to hook, uh, being an amateur wrestler, you know, was great for most of those guys. But when you got with guys like Carl Gotch and Hiro Matsuda and Gordon Nelson, guys that could turn you into a pretzel in in 10 seconds, you know, I mean, it was just, um, it was just incredible uh, to have such a plethora of talent that wrestled in so many decades because I, you know, I got to see, and I got to actually wrestle with guys. I'm trying to think of some of the older guys that were just kind of leaving like Angelo Poffo, like uh, Bob Orton senior, like, um, Oh gosh, there, there's uh, a blonde haired uh, guy in mid South that everybody would know, I, you know, Ox Baker, all these, you know, I got to wrestle with these, guys that were older in their careers when I was, you know, just starting out Thunderbolt Patterson. What a great guy Thunderbolt Patterson was. I mean, you talk about a talker and a walker. I mean, Thunderbolt Patterson, uh, you know, he was dusty before dusty. And <laughs> I, he was just uh, a black dusty Rhodes. And he was, uh, he was, 
he had it all. But, you know, again, there's a lot of political things that I learned that go on in politics. Maybe that's why, you know, I, I don't know. I guess you, you just can't be an honest politician. But but going back to um, uh, those people, I'm always and forever grateful. Uh, and, and the talent is just much deeper than that. I mean, I can't tell you how many times Don Morocco would sit there and, and Gerald Briscoe and Jack Briscoe would sit there. No, 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 do do an arm drag this way. You got to take a bump that way. No, no, no. You, and and then I remember all the times that Carl Gotch was making me go, ah, and Hero Matsuda would go, ah, and, you know, I'd puke. And it, it, people don't realize out of three and a half summers I wrestled uh, in this dungeon, 106 North Albany Street in Tampa, Florida, um, right off of Kennedy Avenue, there were over 100 people, over well over 100 people that came in and wanted to be professional wrestlers. And only three people during that three and a half years broke in uh, and lasted. So many of those people left just running into the street without their clothes, just in whatever <laughs> they wore into the ring. And most of that was pure red because it was so brutal when I broke in. That's the, That's just... That's that's the way it was, but it was Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. He broke in about know, almost a year before I did, and then uh, and then it was me. And when I say broke in, you guys understand what that means. Started those are wrestling terms, but um, um, it's funny how I listen to wrestling now. <laughs> People have just uh, I, I guess the terms have gotten uh, with the times, but you know it certainly doesn't. Be quiet. I'm talking on the <laughs> Gotta love dogs. Uh, oh, I, anyway. I totally, I totally agree with you. Yeah, you know, I love animals so much. Anyway, she's a rescue. But, uh, so, but uh, getting back to these people, um, these athletes, these gentlemen, businessmen, I mean, Bronco Lubitsch. Remember Bronco Lubitsch? I mean, wrestling in Dallas, you know, with the Von Erichs and living a year and a half with David Von Erich. Um, uh, of my life, uh, that that was an amazing time, um, just an amazing time, and I'm so glad I spoke with you because <laughs> I certainly don't want to leave that out of my book. <laughs> um, but David Von Erich um, and the whole Von Erich family. I mean, Kevin and I talk all the time. Um, you know, Doris was one of my one of the instrumental people that helped me strengthen my faith in God and, and through Christ, and that's. How I've been, you know, I've got a Jewish mother and uh, been raised as a Christian, but, um, you know, I've uh, always, since I was a kid, nobody had to tell me about faith. I just, for some reason, I always believed that there was a higher power. And I've just always seemed to, you know, get by myself and, and say, you know, God, what, what, what should I do? I mean, there's so many decisions and, and you know, life's difficult but it seems like somehow you know when I was trying to find this is a true story and I, I shouldn't even put this I mean it's not a book about faith but it should be um, Gordon Soley um, he passes you know I run another thing called Legends Lunch which is getting so popular it's unbelievable I've been running it since 1999 I started it when Hiro Matsuda had cancer and we have it every three months in Tampa, Florida at O'Brien's Irish Pub and Eatery on Northdale Mabry and um, you know uh, 
golly, I just uh, legends. Let's you know, I'm thinking about Rocky Johnson right now. I'm sorry, uh, I, I miss Rocky so much. I just can't believe you guys stuff. But let me uh, let me keep going here. Um, let me just say that Rocky Johnson was the soul man, and he's the soul man in heaven right now. And he was at church, as a matter of fact. Rocky Johnson, Steve Kern is a tremendous uh, leader of faith, and um, uh, he's been doing, uh, you know, Steve Kern has been uh, uh, the fabulous one. He's been um, the licorice guy uh, coming out of the swamp, um, Skinner. Skinner. And Skinner. And uh, Steve Kern is just a, a tremendous plane. He was working for WWE behind the scenes. He still does, as a matter of fact. And, uh, you know, he's at church every Sunday, and Rocky started going to church with us a year ago. And he went the first time, and he, he was there, you know, almost every Sunday until he got ill. But having that faith has just driven me. Uh, and from Gold's Gyms, a lot of people don't realize I was a businessman. I started with one one Gold's Gym uh, with just uh, my wife and two babies, and um I uh, had left Vince uh, WWF and decided, you know, this is at, right at WrestleMania five, and knew that I, I knew a lot about business. I, well, I thought I knew a lot about business, but uh, you know, you learn as you go. If you have the principle, you know, you gotta you gotta uh, take in more than you spend. If you learn that principle, <laughs> you'll 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 you might do okay in business. So. Um, but anyway, we started with uh, with zero members and built four clubs with our own 12,000 members and leased out three other clubs, uh, Gold's Gym Health Clubs. So, you know, being a businessman, you know, being a county commissioner, managing a $5 billion, a $5 billion budget, and that's what you do as a county commissioner. You have, uh, in Hillsborough County, our charter form of government, you have six other county commissioners and being countywide there's only three countywide but it takes four commissioners to get anything done and you know through just common sense and the things that i learned from you know guys like i mentioned bronco lubich who told me to buy at&t stock all the time you know just these little things uh um we i was able to uh come up with ideas that I got the board to approve my peers to approve that saved our taxpayers over a billion dollars in four years. And that's a fact. That's very hard to do my friends. And um, it's, it's not, it's because I, I try to learn from every single person and you can learn from a bum on the street. You can learn from anybody. And as long as you have respect for everybody, for everybody, you have to have respect for everybody. If they don't respect you, turn away and walk away. Um, you don't have time to talk to. Don't, you know, I hate these social media fights and all these squabbles and all that. I don't get into all that BS. You know, I want to stay positive, walk positive, be positive, be around positive because I'm filled with love and respect. And that's what, you know, I try to portray um, then, now, and I always will. To, I go uh, to a better place. Well, Brian, I got to tell you right now, I mean, again, 
just sitting here and listening to the names that you've brought forward, to to the people you've talked about. You talk about people like Thunderbolt Patterson. Uh, instantly, another name that pops into my head would be people like Sweet Daddy Seakeek. And you talk about people like Ron Hutchinson. That's one of the great things about professional wrestling is that you can have – any number of people, and one of the things I, I feel that you and I are on the same wavelength is that you always learn being around. I've been around professional wrestling like like yourself. I've been around professional wrestling since I was 10 years old, and you always learn something new from each and every person, whether it's, it's the ring crew or the announcers or the men and women inside the ring or the officials, you name it. You're always learning inside the squared circle, and i got to tell you right now, We've had an opportunity right now. We're talking with D. Brian Blair, president of the Cauliflower Art Club. Brian, i got to tell you, the, the Facebook feed and, and the WrestleTalkPodcast.com feed have been blowing up with this interview. Uh, I was going to ask you, we've got a gentleman who's actually been on the line. We had some technical issues with our, uh, with our phone system. We got him back on the line. i got a gentleman who's been waiting on the line for a while. He has a question for you. I'm going to go ahead. Uh, caller, are you on the line? All right, I, I thought we had the caller on the line. Uh, Timmy, do we have our caller uh, patched through here to talk with B. Brian Blair? Caller, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, we can hear you now. Let's go. All yeah, right. Well, let's go ahead. I heard on the show uh, a while back that uh, um, Herb Simmons was getting inducted out in Vegas this year, and, and I haven't seen that on the Cauliflower Alley. I just wanted to know uh, with Brian Blair if, if he could tell us if that was true. Well, um, her. Oh, looks like we lost Brian Blair. Uh, he'll be calling back real quick. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, we're going we're to have an opportunity. I know Brian's going to be calling in, uh, back in again. Technical issues are a wonderful thing here on the Russell Talk podcast. Um, but like I said, just to give you an idea, if you make it a point to check out the the. Uh, the Cauliflower Alley Club Facebook page, they've been keeping everybody up to date on the award winners. And like I said, thank you for for the call, Mark. Uh, we're sitting here right now and looking here. Uh, the list of who's going to be inducted this year, I mean, i got to tell you, Joe, when, when you look here and some of the names that are going to be inducted into uh, – or not inducted into a Hall of Fame, but actually receiving awards as a part of the Cauliflower Alley Club. I mean, just sitting here looking at the names of – who we've got. We've got uh, wrestlers like um, Dominic Danucci, known for training a lot of great professional wrestlers, including uh, Shane Douglas, um, Mick Foley, among countless others. You have Jazz receiving the Women's Award. You've got the Road Warriors receiving the Tag Team Award. You've got Jim Londis, the Golden Greek, receiving an award posthumously. Rey Mysterio receiving the Lucha Libre Award. You've got RVD receiving the Lou Fez Award. You've got two Rising Star Awards, Madison Miles and Brian Dillon Jr. And you have Medusa as well. Um, Alundra Blaze, we've also got Jazz receiving an award. Ricky Santana, you've got Art Williams receiving the Charlie Smith Award. Uh, countless different awards that are being presented this year as a part of the Cauliflower Alley Club. And again, I believe we have our connection reestablished. Brian, are you there? Yes, I am, and I just uh, listened to your rundown, and uh, don't forget Rob Van Dam is the Lufez uh, uh, recipient this year. He'll be honored as well from, uh, 
between August 20, I mean, April, April 27th or 29th. But uh, is the caller still there? Or I, I really apologize uh, he, to the caller if he's still listening. Um, but it, it, just to finalize that question, and I apologize. I don't know how we got disrupted, but uh, the connection got dropped. And uh, Herb Simmons um, uh, is not slated to be awarded, uh, to receive an award this year, but he, he's, he's definitely slated to be awarded. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I, guess- I thought I had heard it on this show for when uh, Renee announced one night that he, that he was getting it. So I've been watching to see if that was going to happen. Are you Are you guys in St. Louis? Is Are you in St. Louis right yeah, now? Yeah, I, I live in in Chesterfield, out near St. Louis, but I try and catch all the Herb shows when I can. Yeah, Herb's awesome. You know, Herb. I, I talked to Herb the other night. He's just. I mean, he's one of the most down-to-earth, easiest guys to talk to, and he's real. You know, he's a real man. He, when, he, when he tells you something, he's a man's man. Herb is totally a man's man, and he, and he has so much love for the CAC. I mean, he, he does things, and we all, you know, there's nobody, nobody from in the CAC. I don't receive a penny, Dean Silverstone, uh, Royal Duncan, Ron Hutchinson, Nobody ever receives a penny from the CAC, not a penny. And, uh, I mean, I tell you this, and anybody that has worked for you would say something different if that were not true. Every single nickel is accounted for. I mean, Dean Silverstone lives in a $6 million home. He's been with the CAC for 30 years. That's our treasurer, our secretary treasurer. Um, he is, the, he is as, sharp, as sharp can be. I mean, we have a – let me tell you, gentlemen, the hardest thing to do is to run a company, and that's what we are. We are a a corporation. We are a 501c3 corporation where nobody gets paid, you know, when everybody is a volunteer. And sometimes, you know, we'll get a complaint, well, I didn't get my ear on time because for your listeners, the ear is our newsletter that comes out, Royal Duncan Publishing. Um, does a great job, uh, uh, Vern May, uh, and, um, you know, Roy, Roy Lucier contributes so many people, um, Carl Lauer, you know, we just have a lot of people that contribute and we have so many volunteers that do so much. I mean, that's what, that's what makes the CAC such a great organization. And if you've never been to one of our reunions, the 55th is coming up. And again, Herb Simmons is one of the best cheerleaders we have, um, and you know that's that's kind of almost what I feel like I do for a living, <laughs> even though I, I I'm in the real estate, even though I'm in the real estate industry and and the wrestling industry still, um, I uh, I still uh, I, I'm so passionate about the CAC and um, having guys like Herb. I mean, we couldn't do without you know without everybody, all of our members. They're, our members are tremendous advocates, you know, and people, once you, once, once you have a tr- attended a reunion, you know, it's almost, it's, it's like um, an, an addicting drug that, you know, draws you back and you just want to, you don't want to miss. And I went, into, I got honored in 2001 and I've only missed a few times. And when they asked me before the 50th, when Nick Bockenwinkel was um, uh, getting ill, uh, to be the president, you know, I decided, you know, yeah, that I would as long as I, I knew enough about business that I wouldn't do it unless I was going to be the CEO too, uh, which was my option according to the bylaws. Uh, and um, I accepted that responsibility because when your name's there, 
the you know somebody else like the CEO could really tarnish it. I mean, it hasn't happened because we've had such quality people, and that's what CAC is all about. But you still got a CYA, so to speak. Well, I got to look at it right now, Brian. And again, that's one of the things for years and years and years. I have had so many people, people like Herb Simmons, uh, people like Tom Simon, people like the late TNT Kenny G, who's been very, very strong supporters of the Cauliflower Alley Club. And, again, having the opportunity to be a part of this year's reunion, April 27th to 29th out in Las Vegas, Nevada, the Gold Coast Hotel and Casino. It's going to be a great uh, time for professional wrestling. And, again, CaulifloweralleyClub.org. I would be remiss. My broadcast partner here, Joe Lance, he's been helping intern Timmy take care of all these these snafus. Technology is great when it cooperates for you. Joe, I'm going to throw things over to you. I know we've got B. Brian Blair, the president of the Cauliflower Alley Club. I know we've got just a few minutes left. Joe, I know you've got a couple questions for, for Brian Blair, so go ahead and take things uh, right now. N- Nightmare Jones, Joe Lance, and Brian Blair. I do, I do. One, once again, thanks for uh, taking time out of your uh, a busy schedule. So, this year's Cauliflower Alley Club reunion is going to be very, very special to me and Renee and Luke because this is going to be the first year that we are going to the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. I've, I've got my membership, I've got my tickets, I've got my hotel room. I am insanely excited. What I wanted to know is what can I expect when I go to the to the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion? What what can you expect, Joe? I am so excited for you and your tight buddies. I I mean, uh, this is you're going to have such an amazing time. Well, let me tell you what you can expect. Okay, first you're going to have the time of your life, but there's so many things to do in Las Vegas. You might get to them, but we have so many things to do um, just right at the Gold, Gold Coast Hotel and Casinos. There's like 14 restaurants right there. Um, you know, everybody becomes like family, and there's there'll be a couple thousand people. Um, and, you know, when it comes to the banquet, you know, there'll be 750 people because that's sold out. That's all the people that we can have when it comes to, the, uh, to our dinner. So you're going to expect – you know, the Bachwinkle blowout, which is just a tremendous meal uh, with a lot of friends, a lot of fun. You're going you're gonna to have, and that's an, uh, an honorees night. It's a tremendous night of honorees. Um, and then you're going to have Wednesday night with more honorees and a tremendous dinner. Um, you're going to have seminars, all kinds of seminars on different topics. Um, we still have uh, room, I think, for two more seminars. And um, people love the seminars that we put on. I mean, we put on seminars from Moolah to, I mean, just go to our website, uh, caulifloweralleyclub.org for the listeners. I, I know you know, Joe, but um, the, uh, the, the different uh, events are, are more numerous than I might. I might miss something, but you've got a bowling tournament, a cribbage tournament, and Bob Orton Jr. <laughs> I mean, Bob Orton, you would, not Bob Orton Jr., Bob Orton. You've got Bob Orton Sr., Bob Orton and Bob Orton Jr., all great men. And um, uh, Bob Orton has been trying to win the cribbage tournament for like three, the last three years, and he finally won last year. And he was so excited. And, uh, you know, it, it was funny as heck because you got to know Bob to appreciate this, but he thought he was going to get a big lot of money. 
or something for winning the tournament and he got a, you know, a trophy, <laughs> you know, because it's all for fun. We all raise money for people like, like Jerry Gray that, that's suffering right now with uh, stage four cancer, Rip Oliver that's got 20% lung capacity right now. And I can only mention their names because they mention our name first. Uh, so that's why, and, and when you see the people, uh, to Kamala and, and you, you know, you continue to help people that need assistance. It's all because of our members and our people and they get excited by coming to the reunion, not just by the seminars, the reunions, the honorees, um, the, they have a strut contest. It's, it's just tremendous. It's getting bigger and bigger free wrestling matches, um, uh, both Saturday and Sunday night, if you if you want to come, you know, on the 27th, uh, or actually we do have them on the uh, on the 27th, uh, but on the 26th even I'm saying, uh, because the official dates of the reunion are the 27th through the 29th, but they even have matches on the 26th, and um, you know all that stuff's free uh, for for the cost of 125 dollars for uh, an, a reunion ticket, which encompasses all of that stuff. So I, I, there might be a, like a $5 entry fee into cribbage or bowling. But, um, and again, every dime goes to people. But why are you going to have so fun? I mean, this is like a major hive coming alive. And, and all the bees are buzzing and everybody's working together. And we're all working together, not for the queen bee, but we're working together for all of our brother and sister bees all around the world that, that just fall on financial hardships because of cancer. Um, I mean, because of uh, the horrible things that just that happen to people. You know, in wrestling, you don't get a, a, a 401k. You don't have a retirement plan. There's no book on how to succeed. You don't have anything but the money that you made that night for your pay, and I hope that someday that that changes. But anyway, I guarantee you, Joe, you're going to have the time of your life. Absolutely, and and I just have one final uh, uh, question. Uh, everybody that that we've talked to about the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion is they've always told us that you never know who you're going to to see there. You guys always have surprises that 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 show up. Uh, can you tell us about some of the surprises that you've had show up at the CAC reunion? Joe, that would be a plethora. I mean, golly, from Jerry Lawler, to, you know, to Harley Race to Terry Funk. I mean, they are everybody likes show Pat Patterson. Everybody shows up. It, it's like, you know, you're going to have Sergeant Slaughter, um, uh, uh, Ricky Steamboat, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, all these people, you know, um, come into the CAC and. Um, the WWE actually purchases a couple tables are a great sponsor of ours and um, a great supporter of ours. Uh, and, you know, we're not prejudiced or, or we're not biased with AEW or with, with any other organization, but the uh, WWE has always been just a, a Sue Aitchison at the WWE is, is like an angel. And, um, you know, I, I love Vince for, he's done a lot of great things. A lot of people throw a lot of stones at him, but, um, you know, he's also made, uh, you know, a lot of people a lot of money and given them an opportunity to go um, to go other places. Maybe, uh, you know, they didn't quite make it in wrestling, but somebody 
you know, saw their name and they became an insurance salesman uh, or, you know, the number one car salesman at the lot. You know, there's a lot of good things that have happened. So spinoff things. So, but, you know, anyway, um, <laughs> I just try to look at the good and everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Bill. Uh, be uh, Mr. Blair. I know I just called you, Mr. Blair. Uh, <laughs> we want to thank All you right, so Mr. much. All right, Mr. Joe. That's okay, Mr. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, Luke, do you have any final questions for uh, Brian before we let him go tonight? Well, I got to tell you right now, first of all, Brian, it is our esteemed honor and privilege to have you here on the program tonight. And I got to tell you right now, a uh, longtime friend of the program, TNC Kenny G, the late TNC Kenny G, for, for, for years upon years, always stressed to me the importance of being a part of the Cauliflower Alley Club. And you talk about so many great names and so many great people who are affiliated with the Cauliflower Alley Club. And the uh, 5013C, as you said, it was a nonprofit organization that not only brings forth the past, the present, and the future of professional wrestling, but it brings a wide variety of people together for their love and their support of professional wrestling. Real quick, before we let you go, for those that want to know more about the Cauliflower Alley Club and be Brian Blair, the hive, everything that has to do with Brian Blair, how can they check you out not only on social media but on the, the wonderful World Wide Web? Uh, my Twitter is uh, KillerB1B, and um, uh, Facebook is, um, um, well, there's the Killer Bees, there's B. Brian Blair, there's Brian Blair in Tampa. So um, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and so CaulifloweralleyClub.org, just remember that. That's the most important thing. And the 55th reunion in Vegas. April April 27th through the 29th are the official days. A lot of people will be there days before and days after. Uh, make a vacation. Bring the family out. Bring your friends out. It's going to be a great time, I promise. Joe, Mr. Joe, we are going to have a fabulous time. Renee, everybody, I mean, this is going to be um, uh, one of the best reunions, I promise. So many surprise guests, as you alluded to, that um, uh, you're definitely going to want to have your cameras with you. And, and Brian, one other thing we, to- we totally forgot about too, also the idea of being a part of the nostalgia room at the Cauliflower Eye Club reunion. That's, a, that's a, a great experience in itself. Again, if you get an opportunity to be out in the Las Vegas area, April 27th to 29th, Gold Coast Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, you're going to be able to experience one of the greatest things in professional wrestling, the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. Make it a point, caulifloweralleyclub.org. Uh, Brian, we want to say thank you for coming on the program, and I know for for uh, Renee Martinez, Joe Lance, myself, and all the wrestling uh, all the wrestling personalities and the fans that are going to be able to take part in this year's Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. We want to say thank you for all that you've done for professional wrestling, all that you do for the Cauliflower Alley Club, and tonight we can officially say everything that you've done for the Wrestle Talk podcast. You are now a part of the Wrestle Talk family. We want to say thank you for coming on the program. And I know that all of us, including all of us here at the Wrestle Talk podcast, are looking forward to being a part of this year's Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. Uh, thank you, Renee. God bless every one of you. You guys are awesome. Uh, thank you so much to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Bees for buzzing with the Wrestle Talk 
podcast because the hive is alive tonight and it will be tomorrow night. Keep that attitude going. Be the bee's knees and knock them out. We're going to have a great day tomorrow and a great week. And in the words of the nasty boy, Brian Nobbs, every day is a Friday and every night's a Saturday night. Keep on buzzing. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you. Woo. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, B. Brian Blair, president of the Cauliflower Alley Club, I got to tell you, Joe, I think I'm going to have energy for weeks after that interview. Brian Blair bringing so much energy to the Wrestle Talk podcast here tonight. Joe, what what are your thoughts? I know it's a great first hour. What are your thoughts? Oh, man, it's been absolutely amazing. Uh, the first hour has been absolutely amazing. I can't wait to... Uh, uh, talk to everybody in the FWWC and talk to uh, Charlie Cool. That's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, with that, we are going to take a little break. We're going to be back in 2 minutes and 34 seconds with the FWWC segments. And we will see you then. Until Timmy, hit the music. Yo, what up? 
Night Owl, Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, nightmare jokes, and all the best jets. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalksPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at a prom. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, the Nightmare Jones was on hold the entire time. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. Intern Timmy, Intern Timmy, Intern Timmy. It's the, the FWWC segment. Let's go ahead and get on some of these people. 816 876. Who are we speaking with on the special podcast with Joan Renee? Hey, this is uh, Big T the Python. What is going on, Big T the Python? What is up, my brother, Nightmare Jones? How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How has Big T been doing? Brother, I've been on a nonstop party for the last two weeks. And I haven't stopped kicking ass since I got back last night. Okay. You know, it's, 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 it's been a good time in Columbus Park. I finally got home the European Championship after so long of chasing it. And what are you planning on doing with this European Championship, sir? I plan on defending it for a long, long time. And if all goes well, you guys, you, you guys are just going to have to wait and see because this is the icing on the cake. 
Absolutely. That 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 is awesome. Now this is a a title that you've been going after for quite some time and you finally were able to capture. What does this title mean to Big T? You know, being uh from an Italian family with a Sicilian background, it truly meant a lot. It truly, truly meant a lot. I've won a lot of titles here in the FWWC, but this is the icing on the cake. You know what I mean? This one meant the most. Just because of the prestige of it and the background and the history and the name. Absolutely. All right. So, Big T, if there's anything else uh, that you want us to know before we let you go tonight, sir? Yes, absolutely. And this goes out to one one sick man that's been dropping a lot of bombs on the page lately. Stay tuned. If you have any bombs, I'm going to see you in Columbus Park this week. And don't pull a uh, battle truck and just circle the neighborhood. Actually stop in. Have a good night, Brother uh, Nightmare Jones. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the one and only Big T. All right. We got a lot of callers uh, lining up. A lot, a lot, a lot of callers lining up. Uh, You know, uh, in just a few short minutes, we're going to have Charlie Cool coming on. So let's go ahead and keep these phone lines going. Hardcore Sis, what is going on? How are you today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good there, Nightmare Jones. How are you this evening? I am doing absolutely amazing. So if you could tell us about what is going on with, um, well, it's no longer the uh, Red Brand. So what is going on with Hardcore Sis? Well, I get into Timmy to, uh, screen some of these calls. <laughs> well, you know, um, you're right. It's no longer called the red brand. It is the Inferno brand. And it is Inferno because we are hot and we are on fire. You know, it's it's a great brand. And if you have not FWWC, if you have not decided what brand you want to be on, you want to be on the brand that's on fire. Because trust me, when it comes to the end of the season, we will be standing tall as the brand who is the winner. So back a horse that you know is going to win this race, back hardcore sis, and be on the red brand. You know, last night we had our first matches, and let me tell you, I was both impressed and a little disappointed. You know, we had some really great matches, and we had some folks who, well, didn't live up to some promises they made, but it's all good. And, folks, we are watching. Your GMs are watching. So Friday night we have our next set of matches. Make sure if you ain't booked, get with one of the GMs and get booked. And make sure when you get booked, you do your promos, you stay active, and you show up for your matches and make sure you turn out and make us proud because we are watching. Okay, so Nightmare Jones there is, um, are you still with me there, buddy? I am back, and so Timmy is back, uh, yeah, uh, so last night, uh, was the first, was the first night back, uh, did you see anything that you liked last night? Is there anybody that, that caught Hardcore Sisters' attention in their matches last night that you may want to 
uh, contacted about coming to the uh, red brand, uh, to the uh, to your brand, I should say, to the Inferno brand. <laughs> Inferno, you know, brand, I did. Yes. I saw, I saw quite a few people who last night. I, I do admit, you know, that did really well. You know, and some that just did phenomenal. And you know, like I said a moment ago, the the GMs were watching. You know, we were discussing during the matches. We were watching and what we were seeing. And, you know, we did talk amongst ourselves, and we saw a lot of good stuff. And we saw some not-so-good stuff, but it's all good, you know. It's it's a trial and error period, and this is the period that's going to separate those who want it from those who don't. And believe me, we're watching. And we will know if you want it or if you don't. And those who want it, are the ones that we're going to want on our teams. There you go. Is there anything else you want us to know before we let you go? Any final words? Just want to say to the FWWC, hey, guys, promo. Promo and let us know what you want. Promo and let us know what brand you want to be on and just get it out there. And to those of you that have matches coming up Friday night, like I said, if you don't have one, get with one of the GMs, get you a match. And if you have one, Promo for it. Promo for those matches, and don't wait till the last minute to get your promos up because we're watching, and if you show us that you want this and you show us that you can do this, you just may find yourself on the brand that you want to be on. But remember, space is limited, so you may not always wind up on the brand you want. There you go. Those are the words of the one and only hardcore sis. Uh, we've only got a couple more minutes before Charlie uh, Cruel comes on, so we're going to get through these three callers real, real, real quick. Uh, Heel Deal, what is going on, sir? How are you tonight? The Heel Deal is Mr. Number One, so he's always feeling good. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask you one quick question. Same question I asked Hardcore says, was there anybody last night in, in their matches that impressed the heel deal that you may be wanting them on your brand. Who impressed the heel deal? You know, I, you know, I'll, I'll say this: Battle Cat, Battle Cat shocked me. He came out victorious, but there was a lot of people that popped off the page. But you know what? I don't think I'm gonna have any trouble. Because I, I have these birdies, these little birdies. You saw them on the Rise posters. I got birdies everywhere. They're Rise birdies. Heel deal birdies. They're flapping. They're flying. And they're telling me everybody wants to go to Rise. And that's because last week on this show, they listened to the heel deal when he said he doesn't need to be your friend. He doesn't need to be your family because you have other friends. You have other family. If you want to win, if you want to go to the top, if you want to be number one, Mr. Number One, you come to the Rise brand. Boom, baby. And they, all the people that I hear want to come to Rise should hate my guts. I hate their guts. But you know what? Together, together, we're going to put that aside. We're going to go all the way to the top, and we're going to win this thing. Boom. Boom. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, that was the huge deal. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get into the other callers tonight because we do have Charlie on hold. So let me go ahead and bring in my co-host for the night, Mr. Luke Roberts. What is going on, Luke Roberts? How are you tonight, sir? 
Joe, I got to tell you right now, it's been an awesome night of the Russell Talk podcast with Joe and Renee right here on Blog Talk Radio, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. We're also going to say thank you to all of our followers on Facebook and on Twitter who've been keeping tabs on the show tonight. It's been a great show. And I got to tell you right now, I know for a fact our second caller is on hold. Again, intern Timmy has been doing nothing short of awesome trying to get things taken care of. I got to say tonight, Joe, intern Timmy's had some problems, but it's not anything that he's had anything to do. And he has been going through things like a trooper. He's been doing everything he can to get things going. And speaking of getting things going, I want to go ahead and get things ready for our second guest. Uh, we have the opportunity here, and we want to first of all thank our good friend John Cosper over at Uh He's had an opportunity to work with this wonderful young lady who has traveled all across the country inside the squared circle competing against some of the best professional wrestlers in the country. I mean, we talk about some of the wrestlers she's competed against, Savannah Stone, Billy Starks, Tootie Lynn Ramsey, Haley Shadows, Amazing Maria, Shotzi Blackheart. I could go on and on and on for a long time about all of the accomplishments of this woman. She is by far one of the fastest rising wrestlers in the Midwestern United States, and it's our honor and privilege to have her here on the Russell Talk podcast tonight. So, intern Timmy, if you could hit the music and welcome to the Russell Talk podcast, Maniac Charlie Cruel. Charlie, are you on the line? I am. All right. Like I said, we have Maniac Charlie Cruel right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee, or I should say with Luke and Joe here tonight. As I don't know if you caught earlier on, uh, Renee Martinez, the normal host of the program, is off celebrating his beloved uh, Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl just a few short days ago. Now, Charlie, um, I want to go ahead and just jump right in here because you've got a lot of great stuff to talk about. The first thing I want to ask you is you are by far, and I've had an opportunity to see a lot of wrestlers, you are one of the fastest rising women wrestlers in the Midwestern United States. And I have to ask you, what drew you to professional wrestling? Sorry. <laughs> I have somebody in the background oh, no. trying to make me laugh, ruin my interview. <laughs> um, hey, isn't isn't that the isn't that the way it always is sometimes? But like I said, what what brought you to professional wrestling? Um, really, I was just young, and what brought me was uh, my brothers always were always watched, and it kind of just drove me to it. They used to wrestle and invite the neighborhood kids over and wrestle around the house, and um. It kind of started from there, and it just kind of grew and grew and grew, and I watched it, like, every single week. I watched every YouTube video there could be possible of wrestling. Just, I kept at it, so. Well, well, Charlie, I mean, again, when you sit here and you look at professionals, there's a lot of us. I mean, I can speak for myself. I've been around wrestling since I was 10 years old. I know that Joe Lance, he's, he's been inside the ring as an official in countless promotions throughout the uh, the middle Atlantic portion of the country. I know that um, Renee Martinez has been in the, in the rings as well. We all first start out as professional wrestling fans. And, I mean, again, hearing what you said, that's what a lot of us remember when we're growing up. 
But I got to tell you, when I sat here and I, I have to thank the, the wonderful folks of the Dynamo, I won't say Dynamo Pro, but I also want to thank a lot of people here at the Russell Talk podcast with a lot of great things here, a lot of pieces of information. And when you look at the men who trained you, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, Charlie, I'm, I'm pretty intimidated just at the individuals who took their time to give you that guidance to be inside the ring. You have Two Tough Tony, Rudy Switchblade, and Aaron Lamata, three individuals who I'm going to tell you, I would not want to be across the ring from in any way, shape, or form because they are just that tough. Can you tell the listeners here of the Russell Talk podcast what it was like to be trained by competitors like these three individuals? Um, well, I trained at Grand House, and Two Tough Tony owns the building. And I trained for a long, like, mm, three years maybe. Three years, I'm going to say three years. Two years, about two years, three years with um, Rudy Switchblade and Aaron Lamada. And it's funny because when I first came in, obviously, you don't know how to bump. You know, the bumps are kind of the first thing they kind of teach you some places. But our place, we had to learn how to bump first and protect ourselves and roll before we got into anything else. And, I mean, it took me forever to actually learn how to bump because, believe it or not, you know, I was, I was terrified to actually bump. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't like the feeling of falling back, not knowing, uh, you know, wanting to catch myself. So they just had me, they continued having me do it. Rudy one day was like, Hey, come in early so I can help you learn more how to bump so you can, you know, get on with doing other things with the class that are obviously, you know, are more experienced than I am at that point. Um, so it kind of took off there and training with them, you know, it's always been, we always, you know, had fun. They were never very strict, you know, they were just, they're very laid back guys and like they helped you learn. And right now, you know, they don't, neither one of them train anymore. Uh, Ronnie Roberts takes over Grindhouse now. So it's, it's sad because I, I mean, I, I miss those times that I've had with like Aaron and with Rudy and all that. Just, they, I mean, their training was phenomenal for me. They really helped me. They helped me grow as a competitor and as a wrestler, and I learned all the time from them. So I, I appreciate them completely. Well, Charlie, I got to tell you right now. First of all, you hit the nail right on the head. I remember, and like I said, I've been around wrestling a long time, and I've seen a lot of wrestlers throughout the St. Louis area. Matter of fact, when I was an in-ring competitor for many years, that was one of the things that I myself had a very similar time, kind of shaking from your mindset because as human beings we're not designed to naturally fall flat to your back i mean it's just it's human nature but you want to catch yourself you want to make sure that you can protect yourself from getting hurt and again the idea of going in the ring and being able to protect yourself i mean wrestling isn't as a lot of people have said in the media wrestling is not ballet it's a contact sport and you're going to go out there and you're going to suffer your fair share of bumps and bruises along the way and like I said having the opportunity to be inside the squared circle I mean again it shows the toughness that the maniac Charlie Cruel brings to the ring I'm going to go ahead and throw things over when I uh, had an opportunity to sit down to prepare for the show I know for a fact that my partner Joe Lance he has been chomping at the bit to have an opportunity to speak with you. And, Joe, I'm not going to waste any more of Charlie's time. I'm not going to waste any more of the time of the Russell Talk podcast <laughs> listeners. I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to you because I know you have a lot of questions that are on your mind 
for the maniac, Charlie Cruel. I do, I do. So, um, well, once again, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule for coming on to the podcast. Um, you are known for Escaping Death Row. Can you tell the listeners what exactly Escaping Death Row means? So, the whole thing was, I've, obviously, I have my fair share of the murders and, like, the bad stuff I have done in my past. And I was put on death row for a long time, many times, off and on, all the time. And that's pretty much, like, my entire life. I've just thought, like, okay, I've been part of this, you know, forever. Finally, I found a way to escape from all of that. You know, so I started saying, like, when I met Masuku, and he kind of brought me into, like, he helped me escape from death row, and he helped me run from the police, and he helped me, like, you know, um, every time, like, he knows, like, I have aggressive issues, so what I do is I get in the ring, and I take it out on all my opponents, no matter who I'm going against. It could be a guy, a female, it could be a kid, I don't care, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, that's what it means to escape death row. And I just started saying, like, I don't have a hometown. I'm not from anywhere. I don't have a state that I'm from. I just, I go everywhere. I, I live everywhere. So I'm like, I need a place. So I'm just, I'm from, a, I'm from death row. I escaped death row. And that's how that ended up going. Wow, that 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 is 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 absolutely amazing. Uh, uh, the description of what escaping death row actually is that that's absolutely amazing. So you uh, wrestled for a, a promotion called uh, Girl Fight. What was it like wrestling for Girl Fight? Pondo is the, obviously the owner and creator of mm-hmm. Girl Fight, and I call him Dad. Uh, we all call him Dad Man, or <laughs> yeah, we all call him Dad Man. Sorry, that would brain fart. His name is Dadman. We call him Dadman. Dadman Pondo. Um, and my first time I ever debuted at, uh, sorry, Girl Fight was, I believe, March of 2018. I'm going to say, and it was against Aleda Ortiz. And mm-hmm. it was literally a five-minute match. It was my debut match. I ended up, you know, losing, but... You know, I'm still. I was still new then, and I wasn't. I was just learning my craft at that point. You know, getting as much experience as I could. You know, soaking in every single knowledge that, you know, I got. Um, and I love girl fight. We were originally going to do another girl fight show um, at our new place in a different area that wasn't the arena. This was going to be our first time, besides the WWO arena in Indianapolis that girl fight was going to have a new home. And literally a few days before the show, somebody called and, you know, got our show canceled because they complained about the parking situations or something. So they got our show and another show that ran there canceled. And so now girl fight right now does not have a future date, but they're still in the works. I just talked to Pondo the other day. He is he doesn't know what's gonna happen, but you know, we're not gonna give up on Girl Fight. Girl Fight will be back. I know it. It just sucks that that had to happen like that, you know, that somebody had to be 
um, crappy and very immature and unprofessional in every way to want to, you know, call, you know, and kind of ruin all of our fun and ruin, you know, kind of just took money out of my pocket and out of all the women pockets and ruined all of our bookings. So it's just, and not just that booking, but also Paradigm Pro Wrestling's booking too. But I mean, they have a new place as well. So that's good. Well, you know, the 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 Hall of Fame of Iron Sheik heard about what had happened, and this was his response to somebody being a a petty asshole and calling in and getting the the show canceled. Fucking bullshit! <laughs> Wait, the Iron Sheik legit, had- legit said that. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. Uh, that's awesome, yeah. He, uh, he probably does say that. They're, they're jabronis, a bunch of jabronis. Exactly, a bunch of jabronis. Now, my last question um, is, you were, were working with uh, a good friend of ours, uh, John Cosper, and you, you, you helped you create a, a, a horror slash comedy show called Escape from VHS Hell. Can you tell us about doing this this uh, a comedy show with John Cosper. I'm going to be honest, I didn't even read the book. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I read the book completely. <laughs> I read the book completely. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I mean, it's selling so much. Fans are coming up, buying it like crazy. They're telling me how much they love it, how much they couldn't put it down. And I just appreciate John going out of his way to write and, you know, create this book for me and kind of, you know, creating a story behind me and Masuku and how I was just, you know, an innocent girl just wanted to be a wrestler to being this maniac, psycho, escape from death, you know, escape from death row and all of this. And just, it's an amazing book. And I really appreciate John for doing that for me. Absolutely. All right. Well, I am going to go ahead and throw it back to uh, Luke Roberts because, you know, he's, he's, I'm sure he has a bunch more questions. So, Luke, uh, go ahead with whatever questions that you have, sir. Well, thank you very much, Joan. Like I said, once again, the Russell Talk podcast has Maniac Charlie Cool right here on the program, 657-383-1521. Make it a point to give us a call to interact with us. You can also interact with us on Facebook, on Twitter, RussellTalkPodcast.com. And, and Charlie, I'm going to kind of – kind of change things up a little bit. I was going back and I was looking into your career, and, I mean, you've been at countless promotions. You talked about Paradigm Pro, but I want to talk about uh, a couple of the competitors that you've been inside the ring with, a couple of people that are very familiar, not just to professional wrestling fans, but to listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And one of them, uh, we had an opportunity right at the tail end of the year, starting as we go into the year 2020, uh, to have here on the WrestleTalk podcast. And I know you had countless matches against this individual. What can you tell me about your rivalry, your in-ring competition with one Billy Stark? With Billy? Oh, my gosh. I think um... – Early 2019 was the last time we, like, kind of, you know, parted ways with that feud. Um, It's actually been one of my favorite feuds I've ever had, honestly, because, you know, she came into Grindhouse 
So I've always been, I don't know if people, like, there's a lot of people that should know this, is um, I've always been the only female at Grindhouse. I was the first, pretty much the first female student at Grindhouse. I was the first female graduate of Grindhouse, you know. I was the first one to wrestle at Grindhouse as a female. And she came in, and that's when I was like, yeah, this will be fun. More females, and I started seeing, you know, the attention she was getting and the opportunity and all of this. And then I was like, okay. I need to put a stop to this. And that's when the feud kind of began. And it was very, I mean, we, we pretty much tried to rip our heads off. It was an amazing feud from start to finish. It's definitely been one of, one of my favorite feuds. I have nothing but much respect for Billy. And I'm glad that we were able to have that feud and have, you know, that experience with each other because, you know, we both got something out of that. I think I was her real, her first real feud that she ever really had. And she's definitely been my favorite. Well, like I said, we had the opportunity to speak with uh, Billy Starks a little while ago here on the Russell Talk podcast, and, and again, I, I personally have had an opportunity to see just a little bit of the footage, and i got to tell you, if you haven't had a chance to go on to things like YouTube and catch out a match between Charlie Cruel and Billy Starks, you need to make sure to check that out because that's nothing short of an awesome in-ring action. Uh, another one I want to throw out there, and this one – goes a little bit closer to home for me not outside of the WrestleTalk podcast with Joe and Renee. This actually uh, goes to an individual who recently um, had an opportunity to compete for the Dynamo Pro Wrestling Women's Championship uh, currently held by the Empress of Evil Reign Victoria. Uh, back at the Jams and Slams event back on February 2nd, uh, Reign Victoria took on a, a, another female competitor that you are definitely no stranger to uh, competing against her countless times in the Emerge promotion, and that is Haley Shadows, the reigning women's champion of Emerge Wrestling. What are your thoughts about the Barbie killer, Haley Shadows? Speaking of her, <laughs> coming up March 7th, there is a all-women's tournament that Emerge is holding for the first contenders, obviously, I have been fighting for the Emerge Women's title for two years. Since I debuted and I beat Raylan, I have been fighting for that opportunity. I've went against Haley three, two times. Every single time, she has found a way to cheat to win. Not just, you know, not just win. Fairly, she cheat and to win, and that's what she, that's how she, that's her game plan. And it won't surprise me if in this triple threat at Emerge Wrestling, she ends up finding a way to cheat in defeating both of the women. But whoever wins in that match for that women's title, whether it's Haley or Amber O'Neill or Blair Onyx, it doesn't matter. I'm going to win that number one contenders tournament because I've been part of Emerge for so long now. I've been there on days Haley wasn't there. Haley's like the Brock Lesnar of Emerge Wrestling at this point. She doesn't show up. Wow. She doesn't, you know, she's, I've been the only one who's ever really fought her for that title. And I think this tournament is going to prove to myself, to everyone, to Haley, to all of the Emerge fans, that I do deserve that title. And I have been stronger and better than I ever have been before. So next time we meet in that ring, which I know is going to happen for that title, I'm going to walk out the champion. And how I think about Haley is I respect her completely. We were part of Horror Show together. She was like, you know, she helped me along the way my first, for my first start before I even started training in this, for this business. And I have nothing but respect for her, but there's also part of me that just wants to punch her in her face. 
because she cheats to win, and I don't like that. I'm in here to be fair, and I'm in here to win fairly. So that's all I have to say about Haley. Wow, wow! I'll tell you right now, I, I I wasn't I wasn't expecting to hear those kind of comments there, Charlie. But again, it's one of those where I know for a fact you've had the opportunity to compete against wrestlers like, and I mean, again, when you look at the names that you've competed against in your career, I mean, you sit here and you look at it, the wrestlers like the, um, you look at Haley Shadows, you look at Thunder Kitty, you look at uh, Seishin, Tootie Lynn Ramsey, you look at Savannah Stone, Billy Stars, uh, Shotzi Blackheart as well. I mean, again, to get in the ring with women like that definitely shows the ability and shows the skill that you possess inside the squared circle. And I got to tell you right now, I would definitely be watching my watching my back consistently when you talk about that number one contenders uh, tournament and and hopefully the fans of emerge wrestling will get to see exactly as you said the idea of seeing another in the classic matches between Haley shadows and the maniac charlie cruel now charlie i know that you have a very busy schedule i know you're in high demand all across the midwest uh, we're just about done with with our interview with you but we have one last little piece of business and i know that this has become a tradition, and I don't know with all the different wrestlers that you've come in contact with that have been a part of the Wrestle Talk podcast. We have something that we take part in every week, which is called the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. It's a very quick three question competition talking about professional wrestling trivia. And I know that you're a very busy woman. You have promotions from all across the country that are wanting you to step inside the ring, and you need to make sure that you are in the peak of physical condition to get inside the squared circle. But would you be willing to take part in this week's installment of the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I know that, that the maniac Charlie Cruel is ready. Joe, Joe Lance, I got to tell you, are you ready for tonight's Game Show Challenge? Hey, I won last week, so I, 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 I'm pretty confident that I can win this week, too. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, we've got both of our contestants ready. All we need to do is hit that music. So, intern Jimmy, if you would, go ahead and put forth to the music for tonight's installment of the world-famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another installment of the world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are the maniac Charlie Cruel and the WrestleTalk Podcast's own Joe Lance. In just a few minutes, I'm going to ask you a series of three trivia questions revolving around a particular professional wrestling topic. When you think you know the answer to the question, go ahead and shout out your answer. The first to win two out of three falls will win tonight's WrestleTalk podcast game show challenge. Uh, at this point, Charlie Crew, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm not good at games, but I'll try my best, okay? I have math skills. Uh, Maybe you'll right. help me a little bit. <laughs> all right. Uh, Joe Lance, are you ready? I was born ready, sir. 
All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge category uh, was mentioned very briefly earlier on in our earlier interview tonight with Cauliflower Alley Club President B. Brian Blair talking about all the different professional wrestling organizations throughout this planet that you have the opportunity to compete in. Tonight's Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge category is O Canada. All three of tonight's answers for the WrestleSwap Podcast Game Show Challenge will be wrestlers that have competed or have made home in the country known as the Great White North, that being Canada. So at this point, I'm going to go ahead. I know both of you are ready to get this first fall started. So here we go with question number one of tonight's WrestleSwap Podcast Game Show Challenge. This professional wrestler spent Time inside the squared circle from 1973 to 1998, he was known as a former American Wrestling Association World Heavyweight Champion. He was also a WCW World Television Champion, and he was also a WWF Tag Team Champion with both Tony Gurria and Tito and Tito Santana. Many people would best remember him for a giant button that he wore on his jacket saying, yes, I am a model. Name him. Oh, oh, uh, Rick. Oh, it's Rick something. Rick it's something. not Bret Hart, Rick is it? Not, no, it's not Bret Hart. No, not, it's Rick. Not Owen Hart, is it? It's, it's Rick the model something. He was married to Sherry Martel. Oh, what is his name? I'm going to Google Rick it real quick. Give me a second. <laughs> um, well, I, I got to say right now, we're still waiting for an answer. Nobody has given the correct answer to our first question here tonight. This individual, former AWA World Heavyweight Champion, former tag team, tag team champion in the WWF, he was known for wearing a giant button saying, yes, I oh. am a model. Was it Rick the Model Martel? Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Cruel, uh, uh, Charlie Cruel wins the first fall uh, with Rick the Model Martel. Uh, uh, I got it. Well, yeah. I said right now, Charlie, you're, you're up one fall to nothing in our best two out of three fall contest. I am now ready. I have the question in my hand. For the second fall, Joe Lance, are you ready? I am ready. Charlie Cruel, are you ready for the second question? Oh, yeah, bring it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, our second fall question here tonight on the Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. This third-generation professional wrestler is known for being a part of the infamous Dungeon in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. This individual, over the course of their career, has held two championships in the WWE, the SmackDown Women's and Divas Championship. Name Natalia? Natalia? Oh, no. Natalia is correct. So they say at this point in time, the maniac Charlie Cruel is up two falls to none. Now, now Charlie, I know for a fact at this point in time, uh, under the rules of professional wrestling, you have won tonight's game show uh, challenge. But I have to ask I win you: everything. there is 
There is a third fall, and I want to ask you, if you want to go ahead, Nightmare Jones has been talking, Joe Lance has been talking about the idea of how successful he was last week. And, yes, Joe, trust me, I heard from intern Timmy, you were celebrating after last week's victory. I have to ask you, Charlie, are you willing to take the third question, the third fall, and possibly sweep Joe Lance right here on the Game Show Challenge here tonight? Yes, bring it. All right. Joe, I got to tell you, you were pretty pretty confident going in. I'm going to tell you right now, if you can't get this third question correct, the maniac will sweep you here tonight. And it will go back to the first episode of 2020 when you were swept by Renee Martinez. So I hope that you're going to be able to get this third question correct. At this time, the final fall here on tonight's Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, this professional wrestler was born in the province of Quebec. He was trained by just such wrestlers as Carl Ouellette and Jacques Rougeau. Over the course of his career, he has competed in countless professional wrestling promotions, including International, International Wrestling Syndicate, Combat Zone Wrestling, PWG. Kevin Owens? He has also, ladies and gentlemen, the answer has been given, and tonight... <laughs> Joe, I got to oh, tell no. you, you have been swept by the maniac, Charlie Cruel. So at this point, intern Timmy's, just so we can make sure that Joe understands what just happened, let's go ahead and throw out there the victory song for our winner of tonight's Wrestle Talk podcast, Game Show Challenge, Maniac Charlie Cruel. Intern Timmy, can you hit the music? Yeah. All I do is win, 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 no matter what Got money on my mind, I can never get enough And every time I step up in the building Everybody hands go up And they stay there All right, you heard it here. Maniac Charlie Cruel sweeping Nightmare Jones, Joe Lance. Well, Charlie, I want to say thank you for coming on to the Russell Talk podcast here tonight with what normally would be Joe and Renee, but tonight is Joe and Luke. I want to go ahead and say thank you for coming on the program tonight. And for those that want to follow Maniac Charlie Cruel on the on the World Wide Web, they want to follow you on social media, they want to catch up and see you inside the squared circle. How can professional wrestling fans and members of the Russell Talk family catch up and learn more about Maniac Charlie Cruel? On social media, I'm under everything is at Charlie Cruel on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I also have a Tumblr account that I'm trying to keep up with more. It's just Charlie Cruel's blog it's charlie cool's blog wrestling blog and on youtube i have a youtube channel that you can see all of my matches and promos and other stuff that i may post it's charlie cool wrestling on youtube so that's everything is just under charlie cool with a k all right well like i said joe lance do you have anything else that you want to add here before we let charlie cool get ready for her upcoming matches and for preparation for upcoming events Oh, just thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to the podcast. Uh, you are now a part of the Rest of Talk podcast family. Uh, you got to promise us that you won't be a stranger, and you will come back on again sometime so we can talk more about your professional wrestling career. Always. I'll always come back. That'd be great. Awesome. 
There you go. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Maniac Charlie Cruel right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee. Joe, I got to tell you, tonight has been a great night here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Uh, again, I'm going to throw it to you here. I mean, tonight is definitely a great show. What What are you going to take from tonight's show? Oh, my goodness. Um, the one thing I'm, I'm going to take is B. Brian Blair is a amazing, amazing person. I cannot wait to see him at the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion just to talk professional wrestling with him because he seems to be the type of guy that can talk to you for hours about professional wrestling. Uh, absolutely amazing. I hope to one day get a uh, a chance to see uh, a, a Charlie Cool wrestle once because she seems to be an amazing, amazing up-and-coming wrestler. Hopefully she'll, she'll, she'll make her way towards my area uh, in the Eastern Panhandle. That would be absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, it's just been an awesome night. Well, Joe, I got to tell you right now, uh, we've got to say thank you to everybody that's been a part of tonight's program. You have B. Brian Blair, president of the Cauliflower Alley Club. And if you want to find out more about the Cauliflower Alley Club, make it a point, caulifloweralleyclub.org. You can get all that great information about joining the Cauliflower Alley Club, a great organization, as it was said before by Brian Blair, the idea that it is a nonprofit organization that not only talks about the history and the lineage of professional wrestling, but it also provides for those that have given of their their minds and bodies inside of the professional wrestling ring. And again, Gold Coast Hotel on April 27th through 29th at the Gold Coast Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. I know for a fact that Joe Lance is going to be there. Renee Martinez is going to be there. Luke Roberts is going to be there. Drake Lee of Dynamo Pro Wrestling is going to be there. Countless professional wrestling personalities from across this planet are all going to converge on the Gold Coast Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada as a part of the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion, the 55th annual Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. And again, when you have some of the recognees, the award recognees that are going to be at the event, I mean, you look at it, uh, Greg Oliver receiving the Melby Award for uh, Wrestling Historians, Art Williams receiving the Charlie Smith Referees Award, uh, wrestlers like Ricky Santana, Dominic DiNucci, the Road Warriors, Jazz, uh, Ray Mysterio, Rob Van Dam, uh, the Golden Greek Jim Londis receiving a posthumous award, Madison Miles and Brian Tillman Jr. receiving Rising Star Awards, and Medusa Lundra Blaze receiving the Iron Mike Award. I'm going to tell you right now, if you have if you have an opportunity to make it a point to head out to Las Vegas that last week in April and be a part of the Cauliflower Alley Club, it's going to be a great time. Uh, again, as Brian mentioned earlier, you have the uh, Destroyer Critics Tournament. You have Wrestle Bowl. You have the Strut Off. You also have the uh, Casino Royale that's brought by our great friends over at Vendetta Pro Wrestling. And you also have, in addition to all of that, you have the Bachwinkle Blowout and countless other events that are going to take place as a part of the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. We also want to thank Charlie Cruel, Maniac Charlie Cruel, coming onto the program, talking about her uh, career and all of her experiences inside the squared circle. Oh, yeah, Joe, and I forgot, you got swept. Well, thanks. Thanks for reminding I, me. Uh, I, 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 I won't I, remember I, it next week. I won't remember it. So, you know. Well, I got to tell you right now, though, Joe, you did put up a, a, a pretty tough challenge here tonight. I mean, again, 
I, I thought you had that first one on the tip of your tongue. You couldn't get the word Martell out, and the judges said as a part of the the pre-contest instruction before we came on the program live was the idea you have to be able to give the complete name. And, again, hopefully next week we'll have an opportunity for you to write this wrong and, and hopefully get back in, in, in your winning ways. Uh, again, we also want to thank all of our great sponsors who helped bring the Russell Talk podcast with Joe and Renee to you each and every week. Uh, we also want to thank you, the listeners, both through WrestleTalkPodcast.com as well as our feeds on Facebook and on Twitter and on YouTube. Uh, again, without you, the WrestleTalk Podcast doesn't exist. And again, we're getting closer and closer with each and every week to that landmark episode, episode 300, which is going to be on the horizon very, very soon. And I got to tell you right now, Joe, tonight, as always, a great night here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I got to tell you right now, after all these great interviews and all this great discussion, I got to tell you right now, February 22nd, Dynamo Pro Wrestling, as a part of Mardi Gras Mayhem, Concordia Turner's Gymnasium, a great night of professional wrestling action to come. I mean, to give you an idea right now, that's only 11 days away. If you want to purchase your tickets, dynamoprowrestling.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well. Uh, Joe, i got to tell you, it's a great night. we got a lot of great things still to come. Impact Wrestling, I believe, is going on as we speak. You have AEW and NXT tomorrow. We've got TakeOver coming in just a few short days. We're going to be talking about Elimination Chamber, talking about Super Showdown, and we're also on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, i got to tell you, Joe, a lot of great things coming up. Also, one last thing that Intern Jimmy just flashed across my screen as a reminder, our good friends over at Ring of Honor Wrestling want to remind you to make it a point. There's going to be some upcoming events for them. I believe it is on uh, Friday night, uh, February 28th in Nashville, uh, Tennessee, and on Saturday night, February 29th, Leap Day, for those of you that are familiar with the calendar, February 29th. Um, Ring of Honor Wrestling will be returning to the St. Louis area at the Family Arena. And I'm going to tell you right now, Joe, you need to make sure you check out Russell Talk Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter and keep an eye on the website because I'm going to tell you, we've already had a lot of great guests this year. We've had the Midwest Independent Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. We've had the Cauliflower Alley Club. And I'm going to tell you, you never know who's going to pop up on the Russell Talk Podcast. Uh, with Joe and Renee. Joe, I got to tell you, it's awesome. Hopefully next week we'll be able to have the Night Owl back here in studio. I know he's celebrating the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl and bringing the Vince Lombardi Trophy back to Kansas City. And I got to tell you, Joe, it's been a great night. I hope that everybody enjoyed the show, and I look forward to seeing all of you at Dynamo Pro Wrestling on February 22nd. And for Joe Lance and Renee Martinez, I hope that each and every one of you tunes back right back here next Tuesday night as a part of the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee. Thank you to the family that's listened to the program tonight, and we'll see you right back here next Tuesday night. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. Intern Jimmy, hit that music real quick. Thanks for calling in, Luke Roberts. Until next week. <sighs> hit that music. Joe and Renee, we want to thank our sponsors, Everything Combat, Everything Combat, 
Facebook Live, this is Nightmare Show Live. Push, Facebook, 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 Faceb